De la patrulla de Minos de California. Weather headlines for today, yes. Welcome to the Revenue Generator Podcast, an I Hear Everything production. In this podcast, you'll hear how industry leaders integrate sales, marketing, product, and customer success into a single business unit with a common goal of optimizing their revenue cycle. We'll unearth how innovators integrate data, technology, people, and processes to expedite demand generation and increase recurring revenue. Sit back, tune in, and get ready to meet a member of the Revenue Generation. Here's the host of the Revenue Generator podcast, the CMO of Lean Data, Doug Bell. Welcome to the Revenue Generator podcast, where we members of the Revenue Generation share solutions for how you can integrate your business to optimize revenue. I'm your host and the CMO of Lean Data, Doug Bell. And today we're going to discuss the rise of the strategic technicians. Joining us is Matt Bolian, who's the co-founder and head of growth at Rev Partners, which designs, builds, and executes revenue operations to support holistic go-to-market strategies for scaling companies. And today, Matt and I are going to talk about the rise of the strategic technician. Okay, here's my conversation with Matt Bolling, the co-founder and head of growth at Rev Partners. Matt, welcome to the podcast. It is a pleasure to be here, Doug. Thank you. I'm really ready to dig into this topic, but I'm confused. I'll start things out and saying I'm confused. By the way, my wife is used to this. This is my constant state. I'm confused. But <laughs> the word strategic and technician aren't words I would normally pair one is deep in the weeds and tells me I don't know how to work on my computer, and the other one bills me $700 an hour. So help us understand this concept of the strategic technician. Oh, gosh. So we work in RevOps, and we help people think about RevOps. And I like to say is RevOps is not actually new at all, and the word is a misdemeanor. Like, it, it's business operations. What RevOps is really saying is every company is a technology company, and you must have someone now that can operationalize your go-to-market strategies just at a more basic level like your our ability to execute technology and create data models is more important than ever so when we talk about this rise of strategic technician it's almost like it combined with marketing is revenue operations and it there's a much more need sometimes we call them technical marketers sometimes we call them revenue operations professionals sometimes we call them sales ops and there's all these different functions that fit within it, but it's fundamentally being able to use tools to operationalize your go-to-market strategy. That's the strategic technician. I got it. And I, I think putting a label on the change in this role is important. We've messed around with this a bit ourselves, Matt. We've talked about, you know, is this the revenue generation? Are these revenue architects, right? Are they architects of change? Like trying to find a way to describe what you're talking about, Matt, which is ultimately the people that are in the guts and the machinery that determine whether or not we have successful go-to-market outcomes quite often are the ones that have that viewpoint towards, say, better automation or better capture of data or better integration of data. And in many ways, we're talking about is a fairly strategic role in the beast of the machine. Correct. The ability to know what to ask and how to answer it is the strategic technician's roles. And so the ability to do both is a superpower. It's a unicorn. It's difficult to do. And that person now has a seat at the table where you didn't used to have to be a technician to be able, like it just wasn't as important. And so that person now can speak into, okay, we actually have to use this tool instead of this tool because we can drive better insights, make faster pivots, and has an opinion. So IT 
I mean, we've been talking about this for a while. IT now has a seat as a table, except they're not managing your Google suite or Microsoft Outlook. They're managing your revenue stack, right? It's just, that is the evolution that we've been talking about for a decade. It's just put into words specific to revenue. And so I have to say that it's an interesting place to kind of start this conversation in many ways because Lean Data has been in this spot where we've watched this rise, for lack of a better way of describing it, of RevOps. It used to be these fractured organizations, SOPs, MOPs, CX hops, you know, quite often functioning with their own different budget sets in different organizations. And at least conceptually, we've seen this idea of unification. But certainly asking these folks to take this step up to form the strategic role that frankly isn't happening quite often because they're still divided by between organizations. It feels like a big lift. So clearly it's a trend you're seeing here, Matt. You're seeing this trend of people that are saying, no, actually, I need to take this on. And you actually open things up by talking about making sure they're asking the right questions. Are there examples of questions that, say, non-strategic technicians aren't asking that they should be asking currently? The way I like to answer this question is, and I get asked a lot. I think about in this realm, and I'm going to start for a second, just a, a background. I get asked, as I spent a lot of time, I grew up in like a Salesforce dynamic shop doing click dimensions and or Pardot. Then now I do only HubSpot, right? So I spent a lot of time, people come asking me, hey, Matt, how do I become a revenue operations professional? Like, what, is it, what does it mean to become? And I end up this way, and I, I really, I, I've talked to a lot of RevOps recruiters. And they'll say, hey, when you're hiring for that RevOps, the director of RevOps, role, like what is the thing that matters? Like what questions you have to be able to answer first? And it, people don't like this answer because they're like, <laughs> honestly, especially as you're talking to marketing is you have to be able to answer or know how to ask questions and dissect a pipeline at the bottom of the funnel. So when a marketer first comes in, if you can speak sales language, they will love you. Rev and like, so that's where it starts. And you don't rev ops is not sales ops, but it sure they're pretty darn integrated. And as you see, like marketing is being pushed from like lead gen mentality to demand gen is we have to be able as, as like as a marketing ops, mops, you have to be able to answer revenue and you're going to be accountable for revenue. And so if you can't start there and understand how you're impacting. Yeah. So I, my recommendation to everyone is learn like base, like <laughs> the big four just deal velocity with average deal size, sales cycle, number of opportunities and how to generate that and looking at close one ratios. And if you can dissect in segment with by rep by segment, then that's where you need to start. That's what you need to learn. So really starting from the bottom of, so in the case of mops as an example, and even for SOPs, starting from the bottom of the funnel and working upwards, meaning how can I as a RevOps professional provide the greatest efficiency from the most critical pathway within your funnel. And instead of thinking, which applications can I deploy in which ways to make, say, some slice of the funnel more effective? So it's looking at that holistically, but beginning with the results and kind of working your way back up. Correct. And a methodology I like to use to make it, this can be really complicated. Everybody has metrics they like to use. I really like to just sit on deal velocity for a second. And I say, you know, like, hey, if we're going to introduce a new tool down the funnel, which metric of these four is it going to affect is this going to decrease our sales cycle is it going to increase our close win ratio is it going to increase the number of opportunities we have or is it going to affect our average deal size and so we just have to be a very concrete measurable effect and that's what you're judged by even it doesn't matter where you sit in the revenue it could be cx ops mops ops for fin ops for that matter for recognizing revenue faster like it always there's always an effect 
it sounds like a bit of a golden triangle here, right? So we've got this idea of how can I implement systems people data processes to improve the average deal cycle? In other words, hopefully decrease it, right? How can I apply those same methodologies to increase, say, the average selling price, right? Like, how can I be instrumental in making sure that the best thing is possibly being delivered in front of the prospect? And then finally, how I'm in a spot where I'm helping produce more pipeline. So there's, there's this bit of a golden triangle. And if you can be in this place where you're operating across that triangle, ultimately, you're becoming the strategic technician, if you will. Correct. And a strategic technician, a revenue architect, a RevOps professional will always just like the, the pinpoint will always boil it down to a bottom of the funnel metric, because if you... That's where that's where the change happens. That's where you see the impact on revenue. Is there an analog that we can attach to here, Matt? Because I would say I had a guest on the show not that long ago who was talking about the imminent possibility that there will be a C-level revenue operations person in the near future. And the analyst firms have started saying this as well. And I was trying to come up with an analog, you know, a similar shift. And I guess maybe you brought it up already, Matt, which is the kind of translation of IT from being mechanics, if you will, to the rise of the CTO, CIO, rather. Is that a fair parallel? Gosh, I've heard this. I don't have my opinion set. Here's what I see. There is already a C-level person that understands the technology set, especially in enterprise businesses as you grow, CIO or CTO. Or CTO is, is like the evolution of the product. CIO is the internal stack. So the CIO is already supposed to be playing this role, but they're not holistically. Thus, you've had these these places. And so then when you, as a RevOps person, I've had this desire, I want to know, they don't necessarily want to be a CIO because they're more concerned about security, right? Like keeping things safe and data privacy. They want to be a CRO. So if I had to, if I had to push, I, I would actually see RevOps professionals, like not creating a new role, but there being a path, not just from VP of sales or VP of marketing to CRO, but actually be a like the head of revenue operations now vying for the role of CRO. Interesting. So it's the heritage piece. We've got CROs that actually have operations in their background and would see things holistically. I think it's going to be really difficult to succeed as a salesperson, especially as we as we democratize selling experiences to the holistic like to the consumer, which is e- the e-commerce of the Amazon effect to the B2B SaaS world you will have to know operations because sales becomes, it's more about the PLG model than a sales led model. So like, as that becomes a different dynamic, like it will be, it honestly, it will almost be impossible not to understand operations and be a head of revenue, in my opinion, in the future. In Matt's humble opinion. Uh, <laughs> yes. Yeah, just... Which is why Matt, you're on the show, by the way. So, uh, so that's interesting. And I have to see there's a couple pieces here I want to unwind. So you, you've talked about the CIO and we'll stay away from the CTO for now because there's just so much that can kind of overlap in terms of cogs and product. But from a CIO standpoint, they at some point became about the effectiveness of their stack as opposed to the business results of the stack. That's what I'm hearing from you. And so the RevOps folks are uniquely positioned to be in a place where they can actually think strategically about the business outcomes of that stack. And so we are saying that they're not going to rise to be at the C-suite because ultimately the CIO will probably subsume them. We're more likely to see people of that heritage. Are there things that you're seeing that are happening right now with RevOps people that make you feel like they're beginning to become awakened to this possibility themselves? So is it a pull, I guess I'm asking, or is it a push, Matt, that you're seeing? I'll give a very specific example. I mean, we had people that work for Rev Partners that where are, they literally said, "My, what I want to do, and everybody we hire, are RevOps, or we're teaching them to be RevOps professionals, and through that entire 
all the different functions. They're like, my goal is to be head of revenue. I want to lead a revenue team. And so, and, and I sit back for a second, like, really? Like, I didn't even, this is, I didn't even think about like, yeah, that is my goal. And so these are, so I think two things will start to happen. First is RevOps individuals will start having some type of quota bonus S structures so that they can say, I was a quota holding individual that has affected the entire revenue stream. And thus I have the pedigree to be able to be in the sales role. Right. And I, I start seeing that happening. Yeah, that makes sense. So again, comparing to the CIO's office, who's about spend, it's about maximizing the return on an existing stack and adding to it very, very carefully. You talked about security as being maybe a competing concern compared to the RevOps folks. But on the RevOps side, actually giving them a stake in the game, meaning their bonus and or potentially they get a part of commissions because guess what? That tech stack is performing better. Yeah, I've seen a lot of animosity between the revenue tech professionals and the information security individuals because their goals are misaligned. I think you did a good job of talking about that. One's about like one's about spend and one's about revenue. And because they have matched, it's just going to be difficult for them to ever merge. And if they do, I think and I'm biased here. I think the revenue will win. And I think, I think that's actually where CIOs have been trying to bring it for a while. So they just have a different path. Yeah. I don't I know that we have a ton of CIOs that listen to the show unnecessarily, Matt. It's really not their thing. But I would say overall, they would probably be upset if they heard us talking about this and saying, no, actually, my view is strategic. But I would also challenge them and say that quite often the scope gets just far too big, right? So, yes, you may feel like your job is to help contribute to revenue. But at the end of the day, you have higher competing priorities. It's probably going to defocus you when you try and get there. I think overall, we're really here in the nick of time in terms of understanding this transition, Matt. Is there advice to RevOps people that are listening right now? around how to take yourself from being that maybe tactical technician to seeing things differently as a more strategic member of the RevOps organization. I've written a whole guide on this. I will attempt to remember. Let me hear the, the top three. Number one is you, as a, it, it say you're tactical and you want to move. First off, let me break this down. They're actually, you need to be really good at a piece of software. You need to be really good as a revenue professional. Revenue professionals can read a PL statement. That's number one. So if you can't read a PL statement, go learn how to read one. Number two, revenue professionals can create a forecasting model and say, here's my total addressable market, here's my product, and who's going to buy it. And then they can translate that into messaging triggers and put that into a forecasting model over a five year period. So if you can't do that, go and learn how to create forecasting. And then number three for it's like to become RevOps is you must know the best technology for a tech stack. And that means your CR, you must have an opinion about your CRM, your marketing automation platform, your sales engagement platform, your lead routing platform, your meeting platform, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. And go and demo all of those tools and don't get on the demo blacklist, but like go and start trying them and thinking about how they can have effect on your big four. Well, that's great advice from Matt, folks. So to recap, we talked about today, RevOps is transitioning. They're moving from being tactical to being strategic. If you're out there and you believe you're a part of that movement or you want to be, three, get quick. Tip number one, think in terms of the business model. Can you read a P&L? And if you're understanding that business model, you have a better understanding of why people are making decisions around you that might say counterman or contradict the ones you're making. Two, great piece of advice, folks. Can you actually construct a forecast? Second piece there is what you're recommending folks do is they understand how the business's growth is determined 
to contribute to the PL. And the third piece is know thy stack and have opinions on all the different applications that potentially are in the stack. Well, Matt, thanks for joining us today. I learned a ton. Doug, it was a pleasure. Know thy stack. I love it. Know thy stack. Okay, that wraps up this episode of the Revenue Generator Podcast. Thanks to Matt Bolian, co-founder and head of growth at Rev Partners for joining us. In part two of this interview, which we'll publish tomorrow, Matt and I are going to dig in and discuss RevOps as competitive differentiation. If you can't wait until our next episode, we'd like to learn more about Matt. You can find a link to his LinkedIn profile in our show notes or visit his company website at revpartners.io. Just one link in our show notes I want to tell you about. If you didn't get a chance to take notes while listening to this podcast, head over to revgenpod.com where we have summaries of all of our episodes and contact information for our guests. You can subscribe to our weekly newsletter, apply to be a speaker on the RevGen podcast, or you can even share your revenue generation questions, which we'll answer live on our show. Of course, you can always reach out on social media. Our handle is at RevGenPod on LinkedIn, Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram, or you can contact me directly. My handle is Market Advocate. If you haven't subscribed yet and want a daily stream of RevGen strategies in your podcast feed, we're gonna publish an episode every day during the work week. So hit that subscribe button in your podcast app and we'll be back in your feed the next business day. Okay, that's all for today. But until next time, keep cranking because the revenue isn't going to generate itself.